to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Carry a truth in a time when truth is not well received brings fear to those that are not filled with God's spirit. But real proof, look at somebody say real proof, of God's indwelling is the peace that comes when you share truth. The ability to share or to stare opposition in the eye and not blink means that God's peace is ruling in your heart. This is what the three Hebrew boys were all about. This is what Daniel was about. This is what all of God's apostles were about. They could stare death right in the eye and what nothing stopping the truth. Stephen's preaching and they holding stones. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right. And he preached a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he take his time? He's like looking at folks holding stones. And still going, he preached the hardest core message in the New Testament, really. And he let them have it. What an apostle, what a bishop, a normal dude preached the most powerful message right before they stoned him. And the Bible says even while they were stoning him, he was looking up. Look, somebody said, that's peace. Romans 10 and 15. And how, how shall they preach except they be sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that do what? And bring glad tidings of good things. Ephesians picks up the same thing with those feet. Have your feet shod with the preparation of what? Gospel of peace. Do you know that the gospel is the answer? The answer brings peace. Making godly decisions in the time we live in requires the peace of God. This is why Christ left us peace as the comforter so that we will not be troubled by what comes against us. But when we go our own way against the plan of God, what do we do? If I could just get you to quit trying to handle it. Your way is awful. How many, know, how many of you know your way is whack? Your way is jive. It's whack. Stop. Look at somebody and say stop. Just end your way. You can't do it. If you could do it, you'd have done it. You jack it up every time. Every single time. Had somebody tweet me the other day and I want to operate in, in God and I want to be a powerful minister. How do I do it? What? I never sought that. No, I just walked in it. I never 
tried it. God directed me because I just trusted him. I sought God. I didn't seek ministry. I didn't seek a calling. You think I sought a calling? I was a musician. I wasn't even trying to do this. And God interrupted my life one day. And told me, because you're not focused on you, I can use you. But if you focused on you and your way, he can't use you. Because you have your way. Proverbs 14 and 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. But the end of that way is his end. That's what it's saying. (laughs) The end of that way is his end. Death. If his peace comes by his spirit, then it must guide us just as he guided his disciples when he was present on earth. The comforter is merely, or the Holy Ghost, is merely a replacement for the physical Christ that walked among the people. The disciples knew exactly where to go and what to do because they had the physical Christ there to guide them. So if you use that perspective, that's the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost ain't catching you on fire and making you and knock folks out and all that stuff that we thought it was. No, the Holy Ghost is a guide. It's the replacement for Jesus. Jesus told them, don't let your heart be troubled. Y'all be cool because I'm going to send my spirit back and my spirit's going to do exactly what I'm doing. It's going to lead you and guide you in all truth. going to walk with you. going to tell you right from wrong. going to teach you. The Bible said no man has to even teach you right from wrong if you are filled with the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what the spirit is. The spirit is the guide speaking to you, telling you. How many of you have done something dumb, but right before you did it, something told you not to do it? Come on. Almost every time. Probably every time. How many of you just had to run and hide from that voice? You made plans. And that voice was interfering. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. See, I, I, I thought I had some real folks in here that's just real human beings. You know, I don't like them churches where just everybody just, oh no, that ain't never happened. Oh, I shut up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. well, there's been times when I made plans. I'm going to tell them exactly what I'm thinking. And this is what I'm going to say. Got a piece of paper. Typing it in the iPhone. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell him. And then I'm going to tell him. And the Holy Spirit is like, don't do that. Don't do that. That's the bad mistake, man. God is, because see, he can see so far ahead. He knows that if you go say that, it's just going to slap in a hornet's nest. More and more hornets going to fly. I mean, you just going to mess stuff up. The disciples knew exactly where to go and what to do. Well, he left his spirit to guide us, and that's what being filled is all about. So that we can be guided through this life and show the fruits of what? John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And this is the good part. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. When we go our own way, it births the opposite of peace, which is what? The opposite, look at somebody say the opposite of peace is anxious. Ain't that something? Y'all already know where I'm going, don't you? There are many Christians suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, insomnia, etc. And all these things, look at somebody say all these things, are contrary to the 
peace of God. You can't sleep, something is wrong. There is no peace. Because the Bible said that your sleep shall be sweet. Some, look at somebody say something. Something is wrong. I went through a period where I couldn't sleep. I'm going to give my whole testimony in there, man, what all I went through. But I went through a period where I couldn't sleep or it was hard for me to try to get my body back on a sleep schedule. So I had to do all kinds of stuff and, you know, just train, retrain my body. Because for years and years and years and years, sleep wasn't important to me. I used to tell my wife, I ain't got time to sleep. There's work to do. Take my laptop in the bed. And now my laptop shut off so early. <laughs> Think about it, folks. No, man, I'm going to sleep. Call me at 1045 and see what I'm doing. Sleep. And I mean, I go to sleep. Don't nothing block my sleep. Don't have to take nothing, nothing. I get in the bed and my body just goes to sleep. Because I taught my body how to do that. Because I knew when my body wasn't able to do that, something was wrong. See, the amens are thin and out. Over the counter stuff, pausing to try to make you go to sleep. It'll make you go to sleep, but it's doing something. That other side. Man, it's going to cost you. If you can't sleep, you don't have no peace. That's right. See, I, I, you know, I knew when I was preparing this message that the amens was going to thin out. Because it's hitting home now. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And you got to go trace it back and find out what's wrong. Sometimes it could just be something you keeping and you need to not keep it no more. Something you're eating and you need to quit eating it. Something you're not doing, like exercising. Say, boy, the amen's man. We panic when we don't base our decisions on the guiding of God's spirit. God don't lead people into panicking. Three Hebrew boys, they opened up that fiery furnace. Them dudes like, turn it on. No panic. They went, ah, Jesus, ah, God, I thought you said, you said. You know what they did? They was like, no, God didn't say anything. We said. It ain't about what God said. We said. He can do it, but if he decides not to do it, just let it be known. Them dudes was. Like, You're going to put us in the furnace? Okay, well, before you do, let it be known. That we don't recognize the authority of your God. That's just cold. We need to make a word, Brother Kelly. We need to make a skit. And I'm a star in it just so I can say that. I'm going to be one of them. Meshach. I'm going to be Meshach. my kind of stuff right there oh man anybody ever had a hardcore moment like that Isaiah 26 and 3 thou will keep him in what whose mind is what stayed on thee because he trusted in thee he just told you everything right there the only way you're going to have perfect peace is if you keep your mind stayed on him and trust in him if you trust in yourself your peace is not going to be perfect it's going to be flawed 
you don't keep your mind stayed on him, meaning following his way, doing it his way, flaw. We have anxiety when we take on the weight of things we cannot control. And the psychiatrist, you go see him that's writing you the prescription, he knows better. He knows better than to write that prescription. He knows that if he writes that prescription, he's going to get a check for $100,000 or $200,000 a year just for giving you that. That's what he knows. Because he knows there's no way to diagnose anxiety. He knows that what he's giving you has nothing to do with the cause. He knows it before he writes it. And so you go in there and tell him, I'm having a baby. What am I going to do? I'm working a full-time job. I don't know how I'm going to take care of this baby. The daddy don't like me. Or, you know, our family, we don't have the money. Oh, you sound a little depressed. Well, I'm going to give you a little something to take. No classes, no seminar, no training, nothing. Y'all know I'm telling the truth in here. You know I'm preaching. You know it. No matter how mad you're getting, you know. Taking on, and all the doctor has to do is tell you, brother, why don't you quit worrying about stuff you can't change? That's right. I mean, if you can't change it, then why are you worried about it? Let it go. Release it. Release the pressure. Racing thoughts. Those are things you can't change. When you're sitting up thinking about things you can't change, especially when you lay down. You're laying down trying to go to sleep. Racing thoughts. Everything you're thinking about, you can't do nothing about, but they are just spinning around your head trying to make you think about them. Oh, I know what I'm talking about because it happened to me. I've had that. I can't stand that. You be wanting to stop it. Catch them. You didn't know it was spiritual because the Bible said that we, are, we, we have the ability to take every thought captive. So when those thoughts are, shh, you got to take them captive. I can't do nothing about you. I can't do nothing about that. That's already happened. Can't do nothing about that. That right there, that wasn't my fault. I don't even know why you here. That right there, I can't. Look at somebody and say, take your thoughts captive. You have the power to do that. Maybe you sitting up with your head spinning and you can't sleep and your heart beating fast over stuff. You're going to get up, go get out the bed and go change it then. Get out of the bed, get dressed and go do something about it. You in the bed in your drawers. You can't do nothing from that bed. So why are the thoughts there? You know why the thoughts are there? Because peace tried to lay next to you. And them thoughts just knocked peace out of the bed. Boy, G. Craig is in the house today. Yes, I am. I encourage myself. I ain't thinking about y'all. Racing thoughts. Rapid heartbeats. You can't sleep when your heart is beating fast. Your body wasn't designed that way. You got to figure out how to slow your heart down. Most of the time, if you're on any kind of psych drug or blood pressure medication, the side effect is rapid heartbeat. That's a side effect. Depending on how strong your mind is, I don't have time to go into that. That's, that's error, man. I, John 14 and 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. What did he mean by that? It's not a false sense of peace. I'm not going to medicate you. With a side effect. But I'm going to give you true peace. In other words, I'm going to solve the problem. You know why? He, he, because he made you. So he knows how you function. 
He knows how that brain of yours operates. He knows your body. A lot of times we're waiting on the altar for somebody to come and get hands laid on them when all we need to do is just apply the Holy Ghost to our situation. And healing will come. You know what that means? That means you wasn't really sick in the first place. Anxiety, you ain't sick. You depressed? Join the club. Everybody has been depressed, but you're not sick. You're going through a very traumatic experience in your life. So your blood pressure is a little high. Well, let's, let, when we get through the situation first, let things calm down before you make the move of getting on something that you got to be on for the rest of your life based on a certain situational time in your life. And the doctor always says, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I left one thing out. By the way, you got to take it for the rest of your life. The doctor called me and told me that. Because I, not, not my, my doctor, but the doctor that gave me the drugs here. He called me and said, I said, man, I, this stuff ain't working. I want to stop taking it. I left one thing out. You can't ever stop taking it. It's like, man, ain't that something you're supposed to start with? If you tell me that, then I ain't going to ever take it. And you know me, I'm thinking the money. I got to pay. How much is it? For the rest of my life? I'd rather invest in a boat or something. I'm in the business of you being sick. Man was created for God. Are y'all enjoying this message? Man was created for God and woman for man. Simple. Isn't that simple? When man stays away from the source he was created for, he will get sick. When woman stays away from the purpose of her creation, she will get sick. That's just so basic. If you're not doing what you were created for, you're going to get sick. When we oppose the creation roles, we add issues to our bodies and minds. The main reason our world is suffering from panic attacks, anxiety, etc. is because we have chosen our own plan instead of God's plan. They told you you was going to be a mighty prophetess. So you got Juanita Bynum's crash seminar course on DVD. You studying and studying and studying. You ain't never looked in her house to see she don't have a man. And every man she had, she lost. Boy, but you studying. You studying and learning and learning and studying. Because they told you you was going to be a mighty prophetess. You're 40 years old, won't no man come near you. Now your womb starts to wax old. And the stuff God gave you, you, you can't use. So you get sick because you're not fulfilling the role that you were created for. God made you for a man. The main reason our world is suffering from panic attacks, etc., is because we have chosen our own plan instead of God's plan. So while we are speaking in tongues and prophesying, we are taking medications and sorcery to ease our minds because we do not possess the true evidence of the Holy Ghost which is peace. So we got to prophesy, we got to speak in tongues, we got to tell dreams and visions, we got to do all of this stuff to prove that we have power. Because the fruit are saying something else. Philippians 4 and 7, and the peace of God, which passes what? All understanding, shall do what? Mm, mm, mm. 
keep your hearts. Why are we talking about hearts? Troubled hearts. Hypertension is another byproduct of not having peace. When we make decisions that alter the plan of God for us or we accept a pathway that leads us from our creation role, we carry things that we are not equipped physically to handle. You went through something when you were a child and you've been carrying it all your life and now you have hypertension. Because you, you, you in denial, you won't tell the truth, you won't go talk to somebody, you won't let it out. You're like a pressure cooker. Got to let it out. Now, some of, you, some of the hypertension is linked to food, but we're going to talk about that too because food plays the same part in it. The chemicals you're trying to get out of the food that's making you have high blood pressure, you're trying to get those chemicals to solve some problems that you have. You didn't even know that. You're chemical. That's, that's your makeup. So hypertension is a byproduct of just not having peace. You're unsettled. You have a troubled heart. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. For God is not the author of what? But he's the author of what? Of what? As in all churches of the saints. That is a powerful scripture. He is not the God of racing thoughts and rapid heartbeats. But he is the author, which means he's the creator of peace. Overeating, low esteem, false identities, etc., all weigh on our health and our eating habits will reflect how we feel about ourselves. When a doctor asks you, do you have a family history of high blood pressure? And you say, yeah. I used to think that it was something in your blood that would get in you and that would make you have what they had. No, 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 no. Especially if you're a believer. No, your blood has changed. It has nothing to do with that. You know what, what they really ought to ask you is, are you sitting around doing the same thing your mama did? <laughs> you sitting around eating the same stuff your daddy ate, then you're going to have the same thing your daddy had. Because you were raised in that environment to watch what they're doing, so now you're doing it, so now you're more susceptible to do what they were doing. Your mama rubbed fat back on your back <laughs> and then ate it. What you think you're going to do? <laughs> Use the fat back, multi-purpose fat back. We're going to cook with it. Use it for medicinal purposes. <laughs> you threw with that fat back on your eye. Good, because put it in them greens. We ain't wasting no back. That back is fat. Boy, we got visitors in here. I know y'all think I'm crazy. You got to laugh to keep from crying sometimes. Man, look at us. Look at somebody and say, look at us. Man, the devil, he don't even have to work hard. You take them pills and he'll make you see something. And you, mm, look how she was looking at me. That's a side effect. I mean, just mess. We overloaded with cares and worries. We will eat for comfort. When we find ourselves living to please others and not God, we will worry about what others think and fight to please everyone else. All these things harm our bodies and cause us to forfeit the peace of God. 2 Timothy 2 and 4. And as Christ's soldier, do not let yourself become tied up in the affairs, issues of this life. For then you cannot satisfy the one who has enlisted you in his army. 
God's peace only works when we cast our cares upon him and let go of the cares of this world. First Peter, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and he may exalt you in due time, casting all your anxiety upon him, for he careth for you. That's what they translate that word into. We cannot allow society, friends, families, etc. to dictate our lives and to plan for our lives. We must allow God to do this so that we can have his peace with his way comes his peace. Colossians 3 and 15, and let the peace of God control your heart. Rule to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. Summary! We as believers should be a light to this dark world. But how can, we, how can they see our light when we are suffering from the same issues they are suffering from? When we are taking drugs for anxiety, panic attacks, insomnia, etc., then we are suggesting that we do not have the peace of God ruling our heart. Jesus said that his spirit will comfort us. So we should not allow our hearts, minds to be troubled. That's what he said. He said, I will send you a comforter. He's going to teach you and he's going to bring back to remembrance. And what did he say right after that? Let not your hearts be what? Neither be afraid. That's exactly what anxiety is, a troubled heart. We must ask God for his spirit to fill us with the evidence of spiritual fruit so that we have his peace ruling our hearts and minds. Matthew 11 and 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. If you do it my way, my yoke is easy. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Everyone bow your heads. Rapid heartbeat, insomnia, anxiety, hypertension, whatever it is, just stand up in here if you got it. And I'm going to trust God that it's gone. If they say you got it, let me put it that way. I had everything I just named, so had every one of them. But I just made up in my mind and I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm going to stop taking everything, and I'm going to take, take my chances with death. That's what I told her. I said, I'm going to take my chance with death. I told Will that. I said, I'll die first before I, let this, before I suffer these side effects and mess up my mind and mess up what God's plan for me is. I, I'll die. If it's time for me to go, I'll go. But I will not be controlled by alchemy and chemist. I'm only going to be controlled by the power of God. And if he can't fix it, it can't be fixed. So I had to take a Hebrews boy stand. But then I couldn't just say that. No, I had to go buy me a bicycle. Had to change what I was eating. Had to put the laptop up at night. And I had to go to sleep. Had to quit carrying people's problems. 
Certain people couldn't talk to them no more because they kept putting too much on me. It's too heavy. Couldn't, couldn't carry that. Had to release some stuff. Had to tell my wife some stuff. Because I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't doing the drugs. Some of y'all in, that was in the core group, you remember. I was on the drugs. Y'all remember that? And I was going crazy. Because, you know, they affect you different when you strong will. They just start messing with you. I just wasn't going to do it. Now, that's just me. I just, no. There's got to be another way. I'm going to go God's way. So if you're going to go God's way with me, and they done gave you something, or you ready to just say, you know what, that's it. Then we're just going to believe God together. Anybody else? Anyone else? Let's do something different. Every one of you that are standing, let's just come up. Come, come up here with me, please. Just stand in this area. I'm not going to lay hands on you. I just want you close to me. Now, let's have wisdom in here. Some of y'all are taking stuff. Don't you, don't you have me in court. You got to make up in your mind. You got to believe God. This is a faith walk. How many of you know about walking by faith? This is a faith walk. That's on you. If you have the faith to do it, I had the faith to do it, but I had to mix faith with eating right, sleeping right, and exercise. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You, you got to couple those together. But God don't want any of you out of your mind. None of you. He wants to be exactly what that medication is trying to be. He wants to heal you. He don't want the world taking that away from him. So everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, and we bless you because you are God. We just believe in your authority and your power, God. God, many of us, Lord, because of our past, because of things we went through, traumatic experiences, some of them just seem too great to even bear. God, it affected our bodies in certain ways. And, Lord, we've got ourselves in a conundrum where we've backed ourselves in a corner because this medication, we don't want it. But if we don't take it, our bodies register a certain way. And now there's confusion in that and all of that. But, God, you said you are not the author of confusion. But you are the author, the original author of peace. Peace is a byproduct of your spirit. And we want the fruits of your spirit, the true evidence of your indwelling. So I pray right now for every one of these adamant believers that are adamant enough to believe that you are a healer. And I pray right now that because you made them, You are the creator, and because you created them, you know how their bodies function, you know how their minds function, so you can lead them on a path to cleansing their systems, getting rid of this alchemy, and trusting you from this point on. God, I believe you have the power to do that. I believe you have the power to do it. And as we come together as adamant believers for Christ, We submit our bodies and our minds to you so you can have your way. In the name that is above and beyond every name. May go back to your seats. For many of us, it's a process, but it ought to be something that you don't let up off of. Fight. The good fight of faith.
You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Ministries.com.